Counterpress Podcast. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, are you still alive? Um, had it not been for playing a nice round of golf this morning before that game, this was probably one of the more frustrating evenings of football I've ever had to watch. Um, again, we've maybe that's probably hyperbole because we've been here before we've been in these in the in the dregs of summer in major league soccer where you know things seem to drag on the 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 club looks gassed and the players don't look disinterested and we're we start freaking out um maybe that's that that time has arrived right we were there through july and august last year um but it is a bit concerning that it's come this early into june Right. And, you know, because I believe last year we were able to get through June before it got too crazy since you're not uh, we weren't in CCL. So I do I do worry that the early part of the season has taken its toll on the boys. And we're at a point now where I do wonder what it'll take to get to give them time to recover for the that last run. Or are you going to dig yourself in too much of a hole that that last run is made significantly more difficult than it was last year when you're playing you know every game at home right i know there have been changes to the playoff format so maybe that adjusts you know that that changes as well but um yeah again i think it's it's very much still a level of concern rather than you know worth the galaxy yeah um so LAFC lose 4-0 away to Houston. Um, brutal, brutal game. For, I mean, and Houston scored within the first 15 minutes uh, with kind of a deflected shot after Hollingshead got skinned by Quinones. And then Hollingshead got beat by Quinones again and gave up a penalty. Uh, and then... Corey Baird and Franco Escobar score. Uh, and Escobar with an absolute banger. I don't know what McCarthy's doing out there. I, I it's it's hard to say anything negative about the man, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't pining for Maxime Cropode who get healthy again. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of tired of the poor distribution. Um but I, you know, he got beat by a great, great shot tonight. Uh, Speaking of which, what is what is the rule for? I mean, you know, like the, right, the unwritten rule, the unwritten rules of soccer of not celebrating against your former team. Now, if you're at if you're at home, is it allowed? Versus, I I have a feeling if if this were to have happened at the bank. He's not celebrating, you know, because it's for the fans, not necessarily for the your teammates, correct? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it. I think it depends on the player, right? Somebody who was much more influential than either of those two who were not huge contributors. Uh, I think you'd see them even away, not celebrate on the club, right? Um, for example, I'd go, let's, let's rip this Band-Aid off right now, Josh. Uh, LAFC are in Rio Tinto in the next few weeks or whenever. I have no idea when they actually go. I'm just giving a hypothetical. And Chicho scores. I do not think Chicho 
celebrates. Mm. I think he puts his hands up. He's like, hey, we all recognize what's going on here. But somebody who was like so influential to LAFC, fully integ- integrated in the way that he was, uh, I think that's a different. I think it's a different case. But yeah, that's just I, I can see that, right? Like, you know, especially for as hard as we were on Corey Baird at times, right? Like, sometimes you give, you give, I, you would give them a little bit more license to, 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 like, I'd understand you wanting to stick it to the fans that were, that were, you know, putting your feet to the fire. But again, if you're a beloved figure like a Chicho, then, yeah, right, it's different. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there was malice there, but I I, I can't I mean, blame them. I, I don't I don't blame him being excited that he hit a banger, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for both of them, it's like I I think so little of either of them. That like I fine, yeah, celebrate, go ahead. Like I yeah. it doesn't bother me at all. Um, but anyway, um, LAFC looked completely apathetic. Like they couldn't be bothered to be there. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of things, Josh. I, I think they are tired. I think that was their 34th game since the beginning of the year, if I have that right. Um, which is basically an entire MLS season, right? Um, that they played in three and a half months. Um, they, you know, it's a long trip in Houston Heat. That's one of those excuses that I really don't care about. Like, that's the league. Suck it up and deal with it. Like, my kid plays in Phoenix all the time, and we live at 7,000 feet in the cold, right? Uh, It doesn't always look pretty, but, like, you guys are professionals. You have to play all over the place. Uh, There is some sympathy, but not much. Um, And there's also injuries mounting. I I think there's a lot to talk about here regarding this one tonight. And I think... There are several several people and circumstances to blame. So, which one do you want to start with, Josh? Let's start with the the people, right? Because obviously that's the that's the more spicy topic. Because again, I think mm. so. From from as it pertains to circumstances, I think we're generally right. You can only control so much of what's happening, right? Yeah. But I think with the from a personnel perspective, I think there's there's these are the things that obviously you would like to see that I think adjustments can be made sooner rather than later. Okay. Okay. So several things, right? Hollingshead is getting beat all night and we end up seeing Julian Gaines subbed on just to deal with the pace on the, on that wing. Right. Um, this is, an example of the swing fullback substitute coming up to bite you, right? Because now you are out of fullbacks. You are out of what uh, professional top flight fullbacks, right? Um, to the point where Julian Gaines is being subbed in. Aaron Long is out injured. Chiellini can only go 45. So even your emergency right backs in Murillo and, uh, and Maldonado are unavailable because they're playing center back, right? So this is just one of those times where it's like, we understand the the benefits of playing with only three fullbacks in a season, but this is a perfect example of where it can go wrong, where like and and how 
devastating it actually can be to the point where Ryan, Ryan Hollingshead just looks completely toasted, right? He's, he's tired from playing so many minutes and now he's up against some young speedy attackers. Well, and, and we, you know, we can't, we're not even factoring in the nature of his injury, right? Because when you look at the start of the season, he looked great, right? But when you yeah. come off an injury where it looked like he had, what was it a, like a fractured rib fracture? Or at least... I think it was ribs, yeah. Yeah, ribs and lung issues, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone who has fractured a rib or had some kind of damage to those particular areas, whether it be an intercostal muscle pull, right, which happens, like you're just you're just not going to be able to do the cardio necessary to, to maintain fit, right? And when you look at what, at Hollingshead, right, he just looked, hasn't looked like he has that 90 minutes of fitness as of late, right? He's probably okay for the first, you know, half or so, but to be able to go a full game, he hasn't, he just hasn't been asked to do that quite yet. And I do wonder if that injury took more of a toll on him than we thought. And then obviously not having plenty available due to injury, you know, obviously, obviously adds, adds to your issues. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be out for a while, right? So we can move right over to center back. Chiellini, he's got 45 in him right now. He's coming back. We get it. He's old. Uh, Aaron Long has what seems like 167 stitches in his head. <laughs> that photo is just brutal. Um, mm-hmm. I almost feel bad, too, because it, at, when we were at the match, the you know the Leon match, it would, we couldn't tell what was going on in the field. We just knew that Long and one of the Leon players were down. Uh, I never saw the towel that with all the blood on it. Um, only yeah, found it wasn't out later until my wife, my wife texted me and we looked at it, saying, and she saw it on TV. Yeah. That we we're like, oh yeah, it looks like, you know, long, long's, you know, going to be out for a while because his his towel's covered in blood. We're like, oh, he'd like from our our vantage point, right? We were in one sixteen. You're not you you weren't going to see. Yeah, he walked off to the other side of the field, so yeah. we weren't going to be able to get any of that. In real time, so yeah, I mean, it looks it looks like he got attacked by a shark. <laughs> um, McCarthy is obviously your second string goalkeeper because Max Grippo is still out. Uh, Tillman and Acosta both injured, and Carlos Vela not looking like the color like the Carlos Vela of old, right? Um, now, real quick, and Dion Bowanga, of- you don't have a forward that you really trust to get things done. Yeah. So to, to talk about McCarthy real quick, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we all know about the heroics, what he's done, his shot stopping ability. When you're in a funk like this and given the pieces that you're missing, right? Fullbacks, attacking midfielders, um, midfielders period. Um, yeah. Does, is that where it really becomes more apparent because you don't have a keeper that can now step up into that sweeper role and recycle the ball in the same way, you know, and distribute in the same way that you would that you we've come to expect from from uh, from a Carbo? I mean, that's a good question. You and I kind of discussed this idea of Ilya seems to be dropping much deeper uh, when they play four three three, right? To the point where he's playing as a third center back in possession, uh, similar to what we saw against Leon, except he. We had Kitalini back there, and maybe maybe that is a factor. 
of not trusting his feet so much and not not being able to recycle back to him, right? Where if he can come out farther and push the center backs higher but keep them narrow, and now he's the outlet rather than, you know, Ilya having two wide outlets. Maybe I mean, maybe that's the idea. I, I really don't know. Um, but uh, that's... <laughs> there's nothing you can do but wait for Crapo to be to be healthy again because yeah. you're not going to move on from Crapo here. The, again, I guess that's more sure circumstantial than anything, right? But it does speak to how limited this team can be because, again, typically if we're going to play the way we have been, right, which earlier, you know, rewind five to eight games ago, right, we were perfectly content to have McCarthy lump the ball into the midfield, right, and, and then let and let the midfielders swarm and press. Yeah. But when you're down, Mm -hmm. you know, both, you know, both Tillman and Acosta, it it feels like they're being a little bit more conservative. And and that's why you have Ilya sliding in, in between the center backs, trying to, you know, provide a little bit more solidity to a back line. Right. Especially if, if, um, Chiellini is not going to be able to to move in the you know in a way that we've come you know that we would like and you know, at least from a recovery you know perspective, you know, and, right. and Maldonado also isn't Mario as it pertains to his ability to come back and cover for you either. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I. It's tough to it's tough to say because we haven't seen Kripo for so long, so it's tough to say like what would be different if he were there. Or if the midfield were different, would they be playing differently with McCarthy? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, the second half of Lyon, right, is kind of more indicative of that because you do see the buildup occur much differently, right? Instead instead of it being, you know, when you yeah. had, the, it was that game in the away game, right? You had a um, Sifu and Tillman playing those eights and they it looked a lot like it was today where they just tend to be stagnant and they kind of just hang out in those parts of the field. I mean, that passing map um, that Justin uh, Ruderman posted out is, is everything, right? It's just a circle, no play through the middle, no one dropping in, you know, they don't, there's like no shades of any kind of movement on, on this team. It just looks like, you're basically doing a whole team rondo and you're just kind of passing to stationary guys as opposed to trying to get the defenders to, you know, letting them commit, letting them do this or that, and then hitting them on the counter, right? It just feels like there are offensive, our offensive um, game plan, or at least our move, patterns of movement tend to be a bit stale at the moment. And that's probably being generous. Oh yeah, I think I think so. Uh, it, I mean, it's. Uh, I think I think the passing map is is a good a good place to to go from here because this is what we've talked about, right? Where the ball goes wide, and then they get it to a winger, and then they dribble at goal. Now, the only time that changes up is if it's Sifu or Palacios, right? Sifu and Palacios will get on the ball, but then it's just them driving to goal. Right, mm-hmm. and neither one of those guys has a great final ball. MLS Cup, Gareth Bale goal notwithstanding, neither of them are really going to play a great final ball in. Um, so 
uh, it, it's it is. But then also we're asking to play a final ball from distance as opposed to moving, you know, like pass and move, right? So there wasn't a whole lot of people forming little passing triangles, you know, overlapping runs, underlapping runs. And we've seen it from this team under Trundle in the past. Today just looks stagnant, right? Yeah. I think that's that's probably the most frustrating thing is it just seems like they lack any desire to move at this point. And again, you, you wonder, you know, obviously like the, the hangover from, from CCL is probably like, you know, probably plays a big role to it, but yet at the same time, it just seems, I don't, I don't see the adjustment at this point from trying to load to counteract it. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do to change it because this is this I mean this is what we've seen for the past four or five weeks. Even when they win, right? It's not it's we've talked about this before. It's a moment of brilliance from Bowanga. And that's really just about it, right? Once they get up on a team, they can really they can they can flat track bully them, right? But if they go down a goal early and then they have to actually like possess the ball and circulate and and like you said, combine and move into new space. It's it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, this team in current under in current form feels like a Mourinho, like United team, at the moment, right? <sighs> Where it's just like you have the talent. I'm not quite sure the patterns and the you know there. It didn't seem like they're even adhering to any of the philosophies. Like people just seemed checked out for this one in particular for whatever reason. Again, that I don't I don't necessarily think this is something like a systemic problem that can't be fixed because clearly on Wednesday against Atlanta, they did seem more engaged. They did close on yeah, know, close a lot better. They looked they looked much better compared to they did to today where it just looked dead. Yeah, I mean but I mean it also goes to show you that like when the press is on they're going to look a little bit better, right? And in a game like today, where the press looked awful, probably because they're tired, um, it's not they're, it's not going to happen, right? And in Atlanta, you saw I mean, Sifu finding outlet passes from within the midfield. It's like I couldn't, I I don't even feel like he touched the ball very much today, and when he did, he was turning it over. No, again. I mean. It felt like we were constantly just chasing, obviously not just a scoreline, but just chasing, like p- chasing the other team's shadows, right? Like it, yeah. it just, yeah. just didn't. It, you know, you could tell, like I said, when they were supposed to be pressed, one guy would go, and then the other three guys that are supposed to be in position are just walking, right? And and they're not, yeah. they're not in a position to be ready to actually do much, if anything, with it. They're just yeah. kind of there to be there. And that, that I think is the thing that we haven't seen, you know, over the last couple of years because Perendolo seemed to have been doing a good job that even, you know, that to get even the guys that aren't playing regularly to buy in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to believe that it's just, it's just being tired. I don't want to excuse it as all like, I don't want to excuse it because of that. Cause I think that like, if you're a professional athlete, like this is, this is the job. Um, I think it does go to 
what Chirondola was talking about in his presser about, you know, we don't have deep rosters. And I think that's a fair critique. Uh, we saw it with Seattle. We saw it with LAFC the year before when they went to the CCL final, right, in 2021. Um, that was a mess of a year as well. Hopefully, LAFC can get it back on track. I think I think it's a good thing that this is happening now, Josh, because the summer transfer window is about to open, right? Yeah. Whereas it happened basically after the window was closed last year and you were trying to integrate all these pieces. So hopefully, this gives them an idea on you know, a piece or two that they might have to go target now. Again, a perfect example is a fullback, right? I think I think they're going to have to add that to the shopping list for this year because of of the injury to Palencia. Um, otherwise, I don't I don't know how they make it through all these games with all these injuries, yeah, like and especially it, it, it only seems Holland like the mid, the like the one area of the field that we tended to be, you know, that we tended to be a lot more critical about, right? Um, seems to be the one area of maybe not strength, but at least stability for the time being, right? Like Duaneus looks like he's stepping in. You have you have bodies there that can make a difference when when push comes to shove down the road, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Like if 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 Sifu leaves and you're left with Ilie, Acosta, Tillman, Duaneus, um, and you know, and then whatever you, however you flex Bogut's around, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I think I is think it, there's enough there. Yeah, yeah, is there's enough perfect? there no. if your if your front line is as good as, good as it was last year, right? Like we were talking about, like if you have a a number nine. That is the quality, is is DP quality for ten level money. Then you're in good shape, right? Or you find that young young DP that has that hits, right? I think the report that I saw today, you know, like some people, you know, they're with Messi coming in. You know, some of these guys are now on the chopping block, and you know they've been talking. Okay, what would it take to get Leo Campagna out of Miami? So you know, I think I think Taylor Twelman shut that one down, saying he wasn't available, that they're going to keep mm-hmm. him. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how they use their Q23 setup, but you know, things like yeah. that, though, that's, that, I feel like that's a merit where you're going to have to, you're going to have to lean now at this point. But again, it, it still feels risky, but again, I guess you're in, you're at least in the window where more is available and more can be done right, right. to fix it. Um, yeah, it is, it is funny that it does feel like even with Sifu leaving, you might, have more midfielders than any other like your your midfield might be in better shape i think that kind of shows how bad some of the other spots are in right now like how shallow it actually is obviously you're single threaded at the fullback spots uh we have no idea what chiellini's got left in his legs um what long is going to provide right uh you're already on your second string goalkeeper and then your forwards are like it. It looks more and more and more like Vela is just going to be ineffective. Bowanga's in a bit of a slump right now, probably because he's doing it all on his own, which is making him force it and become very predictable. Apoku has always kind of been 
just there. Mike, he'll score a goal every couple games, and it'll be a great goal. Uh, but that's about it. And Bogic and, and Buke have not really settled in at all yet. So yeah, uh, it's tough. Yeah, Buke at least looked dangerous at times, right? Like, I feel like he's starting to find little parts. Yeah, he had some game. bad decisions tonight too. But yeah, I mean, he's 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 looking more dangerous, at least on the ball, for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, I said, but when we think about even what Buanga is doing, like he's pressing, right? Given his form early on the season, you know, it looks like he's looking for opportunities to do something with it. But my question is like, if we don't want him to go four on, you know, one on four, where, where is the pattern of play from the midfield that gives him any kind of support to free him up? Whereas right now in this three, two, five with the two kind of sitting deep, there is no help other than the wings uh, wide, yeah. right? And it doesn't seem like they have a second pattern under like an underlapping pattern, really, that's at least regularly that frees up more space on the wing for, you know, for Wong to operate. But again, it just, it does, it does feel like he's pressing a bit at the moment. Cause again, how many times have we seen him dribble into triple coverage that he's just trying to make something happen now? Yeah. And it's like, everything has to be a nutmeg with to him too. Anything it's happen. always straight at the guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like, um, you know, you, you, you give him credit for attacking, but at the same time, right? Like you have to give him, I feel like you, you need to make some kind of adjustment to give him some support out of the midfield. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that goes right back to this idea that you're having to drop Ilya so far back for whatever reason, just preference. I don't know. You want, you want to build out a three, two, five, or you don't have the center backs that you trust or McCarthy can't do it only covered by two center backs. I don't know what the reason is that they're doing this. Um, But that pulls those two attacking midfielders back so far that now they're not in a position where they can really drive uh, from an advanced position either. So it's, um, you're, you're kind of hampering your own ability to play through the middle by, by playing this way. Um, And they're, I mean, they're struggling, they're struggling to just get the ball wide to Palacios and have him dribble and see if he can find Bawanga at a decent time. It's just, it's not working. But obviously. it's like, you know, like obviously even their their struggle and build up feels like it's something that they have room to grow into the way they have in with other things in certain situations. But again, like you're saying, yeah, it just it just lacks any kind of cohesion or or effort. You know, again, like you said, that's you know, that's where that next set of circumstances probably factors in. But man, it just looks Yeah. I just it, it felt like you know, you're chasing the scoreline and chasing their shadows their whole game, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. So again, just to kind of recap here, uh, there was always going to be a CCL hangover. Um, we would love to avoid that. It seems like we've gone straight from CCL into the hangover uh, with no grace period. We thought maybe, you know, there was something to build on after the, the game against Atlanta, but Man, this is brutal. Um, there are injuries. Uh, there is fatigue. There are personnel issues. Uh, hopefully, we can fix them in the summer. And again, what I will say is, after last summer, you can't really, uh, you can't really. It's not safe to assume that JT doesn't have it under control. 
that he's gonna that he's got a plan to to address some of this because he did it in a huge way last summer and it led to a cup. So I'm willing to postpone judgment for another month or so to see what's gonna happen. And I think that's probably where yeah, when if you were to rate how you feel about this one, right? It's it that's why how you end up on feeling concern rather than like all you know, the world is crumbling before our very eyes. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's a, it's an awful loss. Like, people should be mad. And uh, I, I think you could tell that Gerundola wasn't happy with based on his press, based on his presser, um, where he basically didn't want to talk. Uh, and I, I get it. I get it. Um, so uh, anything else you want to get to here, Josh? I mean, we, we talked about Vela. We talked about Boanga. We talked about the midfield. I mean, it's just bad from everybody. I, the one thing I will say is that Sifu regressed back to what he has been this year. Now, granted, nobody else was all anything all that special today, but uh, we thought maybe, okay, he played really well against Atlanta. Let's see what happens, right? But true to form, uh, he's just so inconsistent. Yeah, but I mean, how much of that is their current strategy in, in, in having Ilya drop in and and like the Bigfoot just feel like they're having to start so so much further away from you know from the attacking you know the attacking goal that I, I don't know I have to question whether you know what their effectiveness is at this point other than to run yeah no, I mean it's always it's always going to be wrapped up in that right the tactics are always going to be they're always going to have an impact on personnel evaluations and vice versa right uh I mean I, I think it, I don't know the exact quote but Pep was asked about the tactics one time. And he's like, really all we're talking about is personnel. Like it's just who you put where it's like John stones playing in the midfield for man city. Right. Yeah. It's just personnel. That's all. If John stones can do that, then that's how you play. That's it. But anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Into questions. Let's do it. Okay. First one's from shoulder to shoulder with our, Consistent struggles with altitude, humidity, and any of the extremes North American soccer presents. Should we be concerned with our technical and medical staff's ability to prepare our players for these obstacles? No better person to ask than Josh. Go. Um, load management is a real thing, right? And I know yeah. we we get on, you know, as fans, we get on on um, we get on the you know. The, teams and NBA because we want to see you know we want to see our favorite players and all these different things but you know they you know the question is always is oh you know how could they how could these guys play back to back to back games you know x amount of years ago back in the day you know it was always like this and the answer is that you didn't have an entire team of you know genetically mutated athletes that have been you know right right primed and trained and 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 you know like like they're going, your opponent is no slouch, right? They're going to put a physical toll on you in that same way. So I do think that, you know, like I said, I, the way that LAFC is handling their current injury situation is follow is is in line with what I would expect from a good ortho and sports medicine yeah, department. Yeah. Um. You know, said so they're paying attention to thing, and again, most of the injuries that we're facing right now are traumatic, right? And so when it comes to traumatic injuries. There's not a whole lot you can do Like those aren't, you know, those are generally not preventable. You know, the things that you're trying to prevent are, ten, you know, are going to be, you know, the non 
contact injuries and some of those things because that's a matter of your body failing you. But if you were to push these guys in their current state of exhaustion, that's when those things will pop up anyways, right? So, you know, again, I think we're given, given what we've had to do to get to this point, right? You're probably going to see a little bit more of it, you know, but at the end, again, the whole, with with the absolute hope that you get into the next phase, you get through this next phase of League's Cup and the dead of summer and get into that the playoff run in a good position. Yeah, yeah. I do agree there on like the uh, the bulk of the injuries and what's stressing this team a lot are those injuries, right? Cropo, broken leg. Palencia, broken ankle. Um, you've got Aaron Long, who now has a huge gash in his head, right? Um, Mario, I think had a soft tissue injury. So that's one of them that you're talking about where it's like, those are the ones you want to try and prevent a little bit more. Um, I, I, I don't think you Acosta's can really blame was a, was a straight, like he got need, right? It was like a contusion that seems to have lingered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Into, into yeah. this week. So tell me, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. Right. But some of it is, you know, then we're not even factoring in. That's not even to say anything about the current, like the surfaces we have to plan as well, right? Like not all grass stadiums are built the same and, you know, not all leagues, even, you know, and even though not all leagues play with, um, yeah, like I said, it, it's just not made the same. Right. Yeah. And so I think you're in a, we're in a different spot where I think the, the expectations, um, you know, obviously we have expectations, but at the same time, in in all reality, when you look at how they've handled things, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, I do think that they've done a good job of managing this whole thing yeah. um, and doing what they can. Yeah. Again, it may take some effort to get out of there, but, you know, I think they've, they've done what they could. Yeah, I think if everybody was out with hammies, then it'd be a different story. It's like, okay, yeah. hey guys, we need to reevaluate our 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 training here okay next one at yo yo torre front office needs to wake up and bring in a proven number nine and midfielder that can distribute the ball they should have the funds sifu needs to go or send him to lfc2 yikes uh yeah i mean i I, again after last summer i have zero reason to think that john thornton doesn't have some pretty solid signings lined up right I mean, this is a team, it seemed like they were a few, like one meeting away from bringing in a bombing on a, on a free loan when they, when they dealt Chicho, I still think that's probably part of, that was part of the plan was to replace Chicho immediately with somebody. Um, it didn't work out. LAFC still managed to, to make it work. I would have rather just kept Chicho the entire time, but. I'm not the guy, right? Um, so mm-hmm. for me, Josh, you can tell me if you feel the same way. I have full faith in John Thornton right now that he's going to put something together in this transfer window. Yeah, it, I mean, if there were ever a time for for this to happen, it's now because it makes, like we were saying earlier, like it makes it makes the things that we were probably already lacking before a lot more apparent. Yeah. Right. So now, where you yeah. can look at it and you know, and you can be honest. You're you're gonna have a harder time reasoning yourself away from making a tough decision, 
yeah. or you know or, or doing something about it now now because it's like at the current time it's like okay i can identify this and then we can go and do something about it as opposed to yeah when it happening at a different time of year right maybe you're like playing well up into this point then you get smacked right but to get smacked by leon and then to get you know to draw next you know your next game and then get smacked again you know it's gonna, it's gonna be a different setup let's put it that way yeah yeah all right luis Let's start having a conversation about Vela. He obviously doesn't have it or has been out of form. As it stands, he doesn't get renewed at the end of the year, and I'm fine with it. Unless he's bought down, I really don't want to see him at the club. Um, again, as a DP, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, maybe now's a good time, Josh. When, when Chicho was scoring goals by the bucket load, we were told to temper our expectations and to pay attention to the way that he didn't defend, right? And Vela's still on a DP contract. Not that they could have done much about it, but Chicho's gone. Vela's not scoring. And oh, by the way, he's also not defending. So not sure. <laughs> Again, they'll probably, JT will probably fix it this summer and winter. But um, yeah, I mean, for right now, it's, it's a bit tough, perplexing. Right? Because again, also, the game model doesn't suit him at all. It's like, yeah. if you're not going, yeah. you know, if you need him to pass, yet we refuse to, you know, have any buildup that requires any kind of pass other than, you know, a 100-yard yeah. long ball, what's the point? Right? Yeah. And if, and if there's ever a poor person that's going to find a point that allows him to slack off and then to kind of rest <laughs> on those same laurels, it's it's probably yeah. Carlos Vela. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the game model definitely, I mean, that's when Sifu looks the best, right? When he picks up the ball, we talked about it on Wednesday. When he picks up the ball and plays that outside of the boot flick to mm-hmm. the wing, 60 yards downfield to a to like Buke or or a Poku who's well outside of, of the opposing left back, right? And just kind of falls right into their path. All right. Uh, Yo-Yo Torre is back. Also, WTF is this LAFC has depth? Is this argument maybe that LAFC has depth? Do they now? Na- uh, do they now when four players on the bench are LAFC two starters? Escobar, Ibeaga, even Teo were depth. Yeah, I mean this is something that Michele Giannone pointed out at the beginning of the year, and I think he was right to do so that they didn't necessarily have a whole lot of depth that the first 15 or so were probably like best in the league type, right? Where you have for a while, you had Sifu coming off the bench. Uh, not too many teams in MLS have that caliber of midfielder coming off the bench. Uh, but where they've taken gambles, again, going back to the fullback conversation, for example, they've, they're a bit snake bait all of a sudden. So I don't know. There's more from uh, Yo-Yo Torre here, Josh. If I wanted to watch garbage football, I would have gone to Carson. It's cheap, too. LAFC has problems, and Thornton needs to take action this July. Anything on that, Josh? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think any of us are in the impression that everything is okay, even beforehand, right? I think we all understand yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that this was something that needed to kind of play out and to see how things went before – more, you know, before any kind of drastic decision was going to be made one way or another, yeah. right? 
obviously this is a case where it doesn't necessarily, I don't think it warrants a drastic decision at all. I just think no. you need to get healthy and then play better, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. little things go a long way. And then from there, you still also still have the ability to add those pieces as opposed to previous, right? I didn't feel like we were probably in the same territory. Yeah. All right, Andy G., are you guys of the belief that when a team is in a slump, is it better that they have a match every three days coming up, or is that worse? You want to take a stab at that? Hmm. From a coaching perspective, right, you always want to give them an opportunity to work it on their own. However, I do think that that a lot of times that that expectation needs to be tempered with a bit of sports science and to realize like, Hey, you know, we actually have raw data to tell us that you need to do this or to do that or whatever it may be. So yeah, it's, it's, you can, you're in a tough spot. What else would you say? Yeah. I feel like if this is one of those times where you can truly say the team just looks unlucky, right. And we've talked about how much we both hate that term before, but if you, if it's a team that is just like, let's say they go out and they hit the post a dozen times, right? That's a team to me that just needs another game to get past it. Um, Where this team needs to rest and they need some new ideas as well. So to me, they need a week. They need a week at home without some crazy midweek game uh, against uh, League MX side so they can work on a few different things learn how to play back through the middle a, a bit uh, and start to start to change the way they play a little bit. Um, all right, next one, Manny. Let's see how long the CCL hangover lasts. Over, under on, on how long it's going to last, Josh. What, what would you say to that? I'd say another week, and then I think they figure it out. That's, that's where you're sitting the over, under? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm taking I'm, the over. I'm taking yeah, the over. Because because I do think <laughs> I do think that you can you can write a lot of this ship by just like again, I think we saw it in the Atlanta game. Yeah, maybe they weren't, you know, they they lacked a finisher that could, you know, to put away chances. But mm-hmm. they didn't look like that. No, no, right? not at all. Like you can get back to that Atlanta form and just draw games, right? Um, and yeah. not look terrible. So again, it depends your, on your definition of right the ship. Is the definition of right the ship like we're scoring points and we're winning and we maybe can win narrowly and those different things? Sure. If we're talking about are we fixed for the how long will it take it to fix it for the stretch run? Well, however long the transfer window is, end of July, that's right. Yeah. So, so the crazy you know, thing is, is in the next two weeks. So next Wednesday, we have Houston again at home. Uh, then that Saturday, we have Kansas City. So those are two games that you look at and you're like, okay, I know I know, Houston just throttled us. That game got out of control fast, I would say. Like once you gave up that penalty, they were always going to get more goals. Yeah, because it was just going to get out of hand. Kansas City is a, is a winnable game. LAFC against Seattle. Again, at home the following Wednesday, and then LAFC at home against Vancouver. So, uh, tough sledding in the next 14 days. That's four games in 14 days on top of what they've already played. 
Um, but I do think you can get right against Houston and then you can double down on that against Kansas yeah, city. I mean, so may, I don't know, maybe your over under is right. I don't know. I think they're fortunate that they, they, they have a string of home games, right? Cause I do think that matters. Um, you know, cause yeah. I think if you're yeah. able to have, I think you can, you can fix more things when you have a string of home, you know, pra- you know home yeah. games. And you don't have those travel days. Yeah. Yeah. And so outside of Kansas city, right. You go Houston at home, then you go to KC, then you have, you know, then you're at home for a week before you go to Dallas. And then you have that run of July 4th, like, you know, the beginning of July that you get the galaxy in LA, LA against San Jose, yeah. which is fine. And then LA against San, San Louis before you have to travel again. So I mean, another, another get- five games in 15 days in July. Yeah. Oh, league's cup, man. This 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 league is just so stupid, Josh. Well, we get the buy, right? Sure, sure. But why? Why are we doing this? Why? Um, to pay Messi FC, right? Like this. I guess. That's the yeah, only I reason. guess that's so. I guess right? that's because, so. Again, like, and, it, and again, it's it's annoying, right? But how? When you really look and take a step back and look at the evolution of every professional sports league out there, right? Especially successful, successful ones here in the United States. There's a bunch of stuff that's happened over the years that you would at the time probably seemed crazy. Yeah, right? no, I, 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 not so much leagues cup. It's more right. the idea that because of leagues cup teams are now going to play nine games in the next four weeks. That's For insane. Sure, but, how, but what about the, the you know like that's every Boxing Day right every Christmas fixture in in Premier League with all the FA Cup games and all the extra stuff that goes on during that yeah, time yeah. too yeah 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 I mean the the right. crazy so, thing about this is they're all league games we're not even talking yeah. we're not even talking about tournament play here we're just talking about nine league games in four weeks it's just mind blowing anyway all right um get back to these questions here. Jeff uh, Jeff Bamaka, in addition to the things not going well on the field, to what extent do you think we can refer to last season as well as previous ones and seeing how we struggle against Texan teams? Last season in August, we lost to Austin 4-0 and then lost to Houston 2-1. Bawanga was not present. This is a pretty good question. What do you got, Josh? Yeah, but I think at that time when you lost those same games, right, it was Chicha was doing the exact same thing that Bawanga has to do for us now, right? Yep. So again, I think yep. at those particular moments, the the issue that we're currently facing of having a car, you know, having a Carlos Vela that's talented but not 2019 form, yeah, plus a guy that's playing well can get you far, but it's also not going to come without struggles once the league has time to adapt to what you're doing. Right now, right. you have the opportunity to add more to it, and if you can add a piece that can take you over the top, then cool, right? Whether it's through TAM, whatever, because now it puts you into a position where you're less predictable, all these different things come along, right? So it... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, do, I do think it's interesting that they did, that they did lose away at Austin for nothing last year. Um, but... I, I don't know about, I mean, the, the Texas teams are, they have some, they have some solid squads, right? 
all three yeah. of them can beat you uh, on any given day. I mean, uh, it's always a good test to kind of get an idea of where you are because it's not bottom feeder. It's generally not bottom feeder talent. Right, right. I mean, right. Houston was that way for a long time, but they've clearly um, I mean, they're invested in their Olsen. squad in, in ways that they haven't. Yeah, and under Olsen, you were gonna, you were always gonna get a team that was more tactically solid. Right? Yeah, you're always gonna to get, be... you are always gonna get the copy and paste American coach four three three game model, right? Well, but even then, Ben, you know, like Olsen is famous for just locking, you know, like just parking the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so. You know, again, especially if you're if they're gonna get up ahead of time, they're they're happy to sit back and then just mm -hmm. you know beat you on the counter because that's yeah. that's what he as a coach is known for, right? So, yeah, see, you know, in similar, probably similar to Trondolo, where it's, again their defense is what comes first and their philosophy, and then everything else kind of falls into place or is or is allowed to be a little bit more free. But yeah, I. I I do wonder, you know, I think you are, I think you're just in a different, it's, it's a different position. Yeah. Right. Okay. Tom Camilleri, LAFC looked tired and they made up for it by playing uninspired and generally with no cohesive plan. And there's still no idea about any sort of offense. Are they just in the doldrums right now? Uh, we've talked about plenty, the, the lack of attacking identity, which is uh, for right now, Get it to Bowanga, see what happens. Get it to Palacio, see if he can find Bowanga. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's that's end of analysis. That's that's all it is. Uh I do think I do think it's a bit of doldrums, but it's not just that. Like we've talked about yeah. so much. Like there's a problem with the way we attack. There's a problem with the model as it is right now. There's a problem with the personnel for that model as it is right now. So some changes need to be made and they also need to find some sort of confidence again. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Evans, new blood will help the group's energy feel stagnant. Doesn't have to be a bail signing, just someone to freshen things up. So I think we talked about this Wednesday, Josh, but where are you, where are you making moves? I'll give you, um, I'll give you three moves. Spoiler alert, right? If you haven't seen the, the last, Nah, maybe I'll, I'll, I won't even go there. Um, I was going to make a Ted Lasso reference to uh, who's who's supposedly coming to LAFC. But I I think you need a TAM 9. Mm -hmm. Right? Like a, a high-level TAM 9. And then a backup 6. Okay. I don't... I And, you know, and then... Because I do think that U23 DP is going to be a project one way or another. There's no way around that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's no way to truly replace Carlos Fell at this point. So I think really the move is to try and use, you know, with Sifu leaving, right? You're going to go with a, you know, try to get a, a, a higher level guy on a TAM contract that converts into a DP if when Carlos comes off the books. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then you sign your U twenty three guy for the future that hopefully they can contribute right away. I mean, U twenty three twenty three is old enough to be a regular contributor. Like you're, you know, like you know, maybe you're not a grow, you know, like you're you're an adult, right? Yeah, right. So let's right. let's you, you we should see enough enough to warrant the money, um, and then 
lastly, I think you just need, you probably need to figure out another swing fullback yep. at this point. Yeah. So again, obviously, we'll see what they do in terms of you know, do they classify um, you know him as a what do I call it season ending injury, right? Um, or is it? Yeah. Or are they planning on him coming back or whatever? Maybe you know. So, few things to be answered here and there. But you know, I think generally that's probably where we're at. Okay. Somber Amarath, shambolic performance. Yes, injuries, exhaustion, and scheduling are a factor, but to not adjust to ensuring uh, to ensure a positive result given the circumstances and instead eat goals is completely unacceptable. Uh, yeah. Uh, awful performance. I think uh, that's the one thing that I think Steve and his presser again said basically that nobody showed up wanting to play. So yep. that's where we are. The I Bacchanal mean, just says the go last ahead. time. I mean, I, this this we've gone into Houston with a lot less, and I saw Mohamed Elmenier clear one off the line in the most <laughs> spectacular fashion, and then watch Dio win that game, that same game, right? So yeah, again, it's it's hard. For, I've seen us do more with a lot less. Yep. And it's a lot. It just comes down to whether or not you're engaged, you know, you're fully engaged. And if the yeah. whole team's not, then either Trunello figures it out or he's probably the next one to be out of it. You know, like, mm. yeah, I, 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 he's earned a lot of clout. I mean, a lot of clout. Don't get me wrong. Yet at the same time, right. He's an E he would be an easy target if it, things went that sideways. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they would have to completely fall from grace for anything to happen this year. I think if you win MLS Cup, especially, and then, you know, you take you take the team as far as you do in CCL, he's got he's got a good chunk of good grace. Uh, and not without reason, right? So, mm-hmm. okay, the Bacchanal just says, yikes, we agree with that. Uh, Darmalia, honestly, we've been CONCACAFed. This is exactly what happened to Seattle. Could never understand it. I feel bad for our boys. Everyone can be upset, but honestly, the crowded game schedule leads to LAFC having zero recovery time and leading to injuries. Again, we've talked about this several times. Uh, You can take this all the way. You know, Seattle had a hangover. LAFC had a hangover. Before that, it was Toronto. I don't know that Toronto's ever recovered from their CCL run. So fingers crossed that we can whip it back on like we did in 2022 after a poor 2021. Alan Kine, apologies in advance for the seven-point dissertation. Uh, oh gosh, it was this. It it. Uh, I'm trying to make sense of this tweet here. It was just a pitiful, a pitiful uh, performance. Here's what I see from LAFC right now: a team that constantly has its open spaces exposed, yet completely unable to do the same to the opponent. A point of confrontation far too low on the field, causing constant stress. So meaning not pressing high enough on the field, a team that concedes uh, the middle every game because they're completely disinterested and or unable to play through the middle. We talked about the passing map, right? A roster full of attackers that have zero ideas, a roster full of players completely lacking grace or precision and passing and touches Um, an inexperienced coach with no answers for any of these. At the end of the day, a team that no longer scores or wins, only three since the beginning of May. Josh, I'll let you take your pick of that. It's it's a bit much. I agree. I agree. Yep. Right. 
I don't I don't think it's necessarily one hundred percent wrong. Um, and I do think there are are there are some things there, but I think it's it's a reaction to to the scoreline rather than rather yeah. than to yeah. what the the realities of what's going on are. Right? Yeah, like the May, May a lot of May was punted specifically for CCL. Yeah. Right. So, you know. And then he said, "Are they are they including the Monterey game in in their assessments of things to you know obviously paint a more dire, dire picture or, you know so, yeah I mean I, I and you have room to fix it, right and time yeah. to fix it yeah There's so that's where it's like I I it's hard for me to to really get that worked up about it when I really think about it because I do think again I. I do think that this plan by JT and Trundolo, like Trundolo has managed this team through this busy schedule better than anyone else in the history of Major League Soccer mm-hmm. in terms of balancing mm-hmm. both sides of the league, right? Yeah. Like yeah. anyone like Seattle, what it took for Seattle to win last year was basically to finish in the worst position they've ever finished in the history of the franchise. Yep. Yep. Right. Versus obviously we didn't play well against Leon in, in the final, but, Right, leading up to that point, right, LAFC's in the top in the top three in the in the West and these yeah, different things yeah. and and whatnot. So that's why it's hard for me to get on board with some of the statements. Um, but yeah, th- it doesn't mean there aren't things to work with, you know. And and I can say I am I am heartened by the fact that there's we you know we're we're at a point where I think this was this is still part of the plan. Obviously, you they probably would like a couple of these games back here. Here, you know, here and there, it's thing you know, the final and more specific. But I do think that the, the next phase is is loaded because again, I don't think you undertake the league the league without having a plan in place and full you know knowing what you know given what I know and I've heard about JT, it doesn't seem like he's going to leave any of those little things no, you know no. out. Yeah, I, I think the the big one for me that I'm most on board with, no surprise, is that we just continue to concede the midfield. Um, more than happy to take out a midfielder so we can have, you know, build out of a three-two-five. Like we'll pull we'll pull Ilya out of there, and we'll push our fullbacks high, not giving any support to the two midfielders there, and we'll allow, we'll allow those two attacking midfielders to do essentially nothing when they're off the ball, except stand around and take up some space, right? And we'll be more than happy to just pass around them. And again, yeah. see see what happens if we get the ball in the wing, which drives me crazy. But I mean, yeah. there's a reason why in Guardiola's adjustment, right? Where why John Stones is in the midfield and adding an extra defender there so that it frees up all his other attackers. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. There's a there's a reason to that. And again, I think it's a bit there, the assessment is a bit simplistic for my liking because I do think there's more thought put into what we see, and obviously you you expect different you know some better results, but I think that I do think that there's a, a bigger plan in place that you know as that I am I am going to give them the opportunity to to, to tell me you know yeah, to show yeah. me difference. I guess I guess tactically, so you know we give them the opportunity to fix the personnel and whatever. Uh, tactically, I will be interested to see if there's as many balls dropped over the top 
from mm-hmm. that back three, right? Uh, where or or if it's always dumped wide still, or you know, if they do start playing through the midfield, if they if they get somebody else there. But all right, next one is from Dave Schilling. Not shocked considering how terrible they looked in the CCL final. Team is not deep enough to be playing so much. I think they're gassed. Uh, it's pretty. I mean, we kind of already covered this. They're they're not deep enough, right? And it's partially their own fault. It's partially the league's fault. Um, it's just, that's where we are. Loser T left after halftime. Not surprised seeing the final score. Now waiting for second half of Mexico versus Cameroon. I didn't see the score of that game. Mexico. Uh, Mexico was down late, and then they ended up tying it and tying it late. So it was a two-two draw. All right. Well, there you go. All's well that ends well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But all right, Josh. Anything else to get to no, tonight? I mean, I, I honestly, it's it's on to the next one, right? They'll yeah. have another opportunity, another crack at it. I think um, those guys probably Wednesday. they can't wait to get to get home and probably sleep in their own beds. That you know, yeah. and then you know, and then likely to be home for what at least another another. Wait I mean, you have a so, yeah week before you have to travel again right yep. and so you know again well well i'm gonna i'll allow them some leeway for the time being until you know yeah and we'll get a little you know won't get too won't get too worked up until again we're proven otherwise yep all right you can follow the show at counterpress underscore you can follow me at kirk kinsey josh let's see josh on twitter We will talk to you all after the next Houston match, hopefully with a different result tonight.